Our guest today is founding partner of Mountain View Wellness Center, co-publisher of Metanoia Magazine, worked in the field of hormonal health for 20 years and is passionate about life and politics and yoga. I'd like to welcome Dr. Allison Patton. Thank you for being on a guest on the show today. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, good. I appreciate it. Um, I would like to discuss with you adrenal fatigue. It's something that, you know, I I have had experience with and mm-hmm. it really was a difficult time. And and I realized a whole bunch of things as I was discovering it and learning about it and trying to change my life. Can you give me some insight on what exactly is adrenal fatigue? Sure. Um, Well, in terms of adrenal fatigue, oftentimes when someone comes into my office and may themselves suspect it or may have no idea, but may be describing a certain symptom pattern, Hmm. then I might be led to think it's adrenal fatigue. And so usually what they start off with is I am tired. (laughs) (laughs) Or or is it I can't even see straight? (laughs) Sometimes it's as intense as that. (laughs) Um, and, And an example would be if someone had been fine for many, many years and then started feeling dozy in the afternoon as an example. Mm. So that might be the beginnings of a sign that the adrenals were starting to uh, fail to compensate effectively mm. or a, some, someone else that would be, you know, more of a beginning stage. Another person might say, well, you know, I am so unable to manage that I'm pretty much ready to quit my job, uh, send my kids packing and my husband and move, move to an Island all by myself. Interesting. You know, there can be different or a person might be in such a state that they're not even able, they're they're just in bed basically. Wow. And so it spans, there's a whole, um, continuum, would you say of Mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue? Yes. There's a whole continuum and it's, it's difficult to, be acknowledged when a person is in adrenal fatigue because it's under the realm of what's called functional medicine or Mm. dysfunctional medicine or dysfunctional physiology. So there's not a pathology going on where you can say, well, you know, I have a cut on my finger. And so this, this, you can see the cut and you know what that looks like and what the body is going to do to heal it with adrenal fatigue the gland itself just isn't at its best. And so that's really hard to always acknowledge in the medical world. Interesting. And so, so this is something that is known in the natural pathic realm. Is it more so than mm-hmm. traditional? Yes. I mean, if, if a person's what's called a functional medicine doctor or physician or naturopathic physician or integrative physician or preventive physician or a complex chronic illness physician, then they would understand adrenal fatigue. Uh, for other areas of medicine, it may be less well understood, even, even today. Mm. Okay. And so when you're identifying it, you come in and you're feeling exhausted. What, what, kind of people come in? Is it, you know, young moms? Are you getting older people? Mm -hmm. What? Um, Good question. Well, there's a range. So, uh, and as I said, it depends. Um, Usually someone would come in and then they may identify that there's something going on with them, Mm -hmm. either 
they don't know what's going on and they have a symptom, so they're coming in, or they have read something and they're suspicious of that being an adrenal issue and they're coming yeah. in, or they're, they've already gone through it and then they're bringing their family members in because they suspect they're also dealing with the issue. Right. So, and it could be a range of individuals. It could be... Um, and often it's women first who come in. It's, yes. it's not commonly yes. the men, the men who will identify this in themselves or in their family, but the women will identify it usually and they'll come in and um, it could be at different ages. So it'll pop up at phases of life. It might pop up, pop up during hormonal um, shifts. Okay. So at perimenopause, menopause, right. um, puberty. So when, when the hormones pregnancy after pregnancy, so at, at major times of major hormonal shift, that, then it might pop up. So what about, okay, so times of hormonal shift, that's interesting to me that, you know, you say premenopause, menopause, but what about the hormonal shift with a teenager? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, at puberty or just after puberty or as they're growing, um, when they're changing things mm -hmm. in their lifestyle in terms of if they're going to university, that kind of thing. So those are more life changes that can trigger it as well. Hmm. And I, I'm thinking new moms, you know, mm -hmm. sort of that, which it, it leads me to the next question, because um, can you tell, you know, the listener about what exactly an adrenal gland is? Where where mm -hmm. is it in the body? Right. So it's located above the kidney. So the kidneys, so when you have the, yeah. you have your back, yeah. you have your rib cage and at the bottom of your rib cage, your kidneys sit and yes. above the kidneys are a tiny gland on either side called the adrenal gland. And that's okay. where it's housed. So some people even say they have low back pain or mid back pain, and that can be an adrenal fatigue. Interesting because it's swelling or like swelling, sorry, or is it like oh. just... Um, well, it could be just trying to give you a message that there's a problem okay. there. So the body will send a message to us if we're listening. And sometimes you, you mistaken it for just a low back pain, but if it's <laughs> something that, you know, well, you don't, you didn't hurt your back and you have right. back pain, then right. you have to think, well, what is that? And you happen to also have other symptoms. Then you have to go, okay, maybe this is connected. And so the adrenals are responsible for cortisol levels. And mm -hmm. and alerting the body, firing off messages that say, OK, time, time to influx hormone, time to stimulate things. Is that correct? That's right. So there's um, a few different sets of hormones released from the adrenal glands. There's different areas of the gland. But one of the common ones that you hear of is the cortisol response or the fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that is an important hormone for helping us manage pain, helping us with our energy, helping us to notice our surroundings and respond to the stresses. Um, and then it has a it has a balancer and it's called DHEA. OK, OK. So cortisol is the thing that gets me up out of bed at two in the morning when my newborn baby cries. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of because yeah. the connection I'm making is is more to say that that the cortisol is responsible for firing. So if it's firing and you are in a stress situation or there's a transition that requires, you know, change, then that is going to affect 
different aspects of your hormone, different aspects of how you um, connect to the world around you. So when you're a new mom or you're in university, maybe new mom is getting up all the time, every two and a half hours, a university student's getting up early, working around the clock, you know, trying to juggle school, the stress and uh, a hold down a job to make the money. Each of these things, cortisol is responsible for in a, in a specific way. In some ways, yes, cortisol is responsible interplaying with a lot of the other hormones. And, um, but it's one of the critical ones in terms mm. of that response. Adrenaline is linked into it too. Okay. And nor, noradrenaline. So those are parts of the adrenal glands, mm. but, um, the cortisol is more the hormone that, um, allows us to respond okay. you know, to, to something that is stressing us out. Which so is why you say that, when you start to notice a, uh, an exhaustion in the afternoon, mm-hmm. is this sort of why that would happen? It can be definitely mm-hmm. why it would happen where the gland, it doesn't, it's not producing as much as it should in the mornings and okay. that's not carrying you through to the afternoon. So you're getting into a deficiency state and that's why the, you'll see lineups at the coffee shops around three o'clock. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> exactly. That's why we all might want a little snack at three or people will find themselves that they say, Oh, I went to the vending machine or whatever it is they have, or the, the little drawer in their office with all the, the treats, chocolate bars, like the sweets yeah. and the, because it's very interesting, you know, in my own experience, I noticed, okay, so at two in the afternoon, I'm reaching for something that's super sugary and And it's a habitual thing. I can't train myself to grab something other than a sugary snack, almost. It's it's very hard. And that's always perplexed me. Why can't I I get a hold of that? Mm -hmm. You know, I've been able to do it because I've been on some supplements and I'm managing. But... I think one of the things for me was, um, the connection. I started taking a supplement called, I believe it's called neuro replacement. And that for whatever the reason reduced a craving that I had. I I have no idea why do you, Mm -hmm. does it, does that sound right to you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, the thing is with cortisol and adrenals, when those are affected, then it eventually depletes serotonin. And when you and then when you're depleted in serotonin, you crave sugar more. And so the reptilian brain takes action and you're, you're, you're trying to, the body is trying to resolve an imbalance. So it does what it needs to do. And, and sugar is a, is a temporary solution to its problem. A longer, it would prefer a longer term solution, but it didn't have one at the time. So it went for the sugar. Then when you replace the serotonin, then the body said, Oh, okay, well, I I don't have that need now. The imbalance is gone. I don't, I don't need the sugar as a solution. I have another solution. Well, and that would explain why some people have weight gain with adrenal fatigue, right? Because, because if you're eating and you're eating to, to sort of tame the beast as it were, (laughs) because it really is, it swallows you up. You, you're not wanting to eat healthy in the morning. You're not wanting to eat healthy, even at lunch or in the afternoon. And maybe after you get a second wind, wind, you know, at four o'clock, okay, now you're ready to eat a salad. But generally speaking, I think people that 
have adrenal fatigue or have experienced it in the past understand that it is such a huge push and pull of trying to function. And really what you're trying to do is cope, but Mm -hmm. the sugar isn't the coping mechanism. So the serotonin plays in by balancing that in your brain. Now, how is that connected? Is it because you're not sleeping? What, what is the reason for that? Mm-hmm. Well, they have, there's something called the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. And so there's different axes in our body that there's connections from our brain down to our body. And so okay. it goes one way and it goes the other way. And if you, if the brain is feeding down to the adrenals and that's functioning and it's feeding back, then everything's fine. If it's not, then you get depletions. And one of the, and how our brain messages itself is through chemicals, neurochemicals. And one of those is serotonin. It's one of our dominant ones. Okay. 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 Very, I mean, I noticed it. I have to say, I don't know how many years. Okay. So how many years would you say I had adrenal fatigue for? Uh, <laughs> I think in 2006. Okay, so <laughs> for some reason, 2004 came to mind, but I could be wrong. 2004. Yeah, actually, I think it is 2004. Okay, so for those of you who I, I haven't mentioned this, uh, I have been treated by Dr. Patton um, because in 2004, I. I had adrenal fatigue and that was just after my third born child. And I had another child uh, in 2009. So I finally went to her uh, May 31st of 2017. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm only laughing because... When I dragged my sorry carcass into your office, I was a mess. Right, right. (laughs) Um, I can't disagree. (laughs) I remember you looking at me going, like, you were so professional. You looked at me and said, Lori you really need to do this. I don't, I'm not trying to direct you, but I really need you to listen to me. (laughs) I really appreciate it. But you know, and, and I, I was at the point where, and I think the message is sometimes we believe coping is what we need to do. Right. Right. Just get yourself together. You're a new mother. You've just had three children. So like pull yourself together, you know, what's the big deal, Lori? It's a big deal. It's a, it's, you know, getting up in the middle of the night is normal and you should feel tired at two o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, so on and so forth. And it's just, you know, the reason I never slept for 15 years, I just, well, that's it. Right. And so then that must have depleted my system because I could barely see straight in May. Like I, I, the brain fog that I had was so significant and so frightening to me. I needed a change. I was, it, you, you saw that in my eyes where I was, I looked at you and I brought Ireland, my oldest daughter in as like, a person to remember everything because the brain fog. (laughs) Oh man. As I talk about it, it scares me. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, like as a supporter. And yes, that's true. That's yeah. important. Well, and so let's talk about the first few days of what we did together and how I you supported me and I mm-hmm. allowed you to support me. I, right. I I think that is the key. And in your doctor role, it's hard to look at somebody and say, like, what do you need to do to hear what I'm saying? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I, that's a good point. That's a great point. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's more, it's just that each of us is on a journey. So, right. And we meet up at certain times and work together and, and sometimes the time's not right for one party or the other. Yeah. And in the case of a relationship, like at a wellness center, um, what I've had to, you know, teach myself, coach myself is that, okay, if I'm, if someone comes to see me and, and is looking for a solution, but when, the, when, but either my solution I propose or the way I propose it or the timing of it isn't quite right, then mm-hmm. it, it may not go forward. And that isn't, really great for me because I feel terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. But what I had to get through that was to get through that and say, well, that's, that's okay. It's all okay. Because either they will seek it elsewhere and get Mm -hmm. the solution they need, or the time will be right eventually. (laughs) Right. And I can can make it happen. And in my case, and I believe there's many, many people that are resonating with what I'm saying, because, you know, there are so many that just say, I have to cope. I, the people that I admire, the mentors in my life, my family members, the people that support me, my support network, they're all saying, what's wrong with you? Just, you're a mother, get going. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And so, so I think we, we are almost, um, conditioned in a sense to respond and to cope rather than to hear the body, to listen to the message. Oh, I am absolutely exhausted. I cannot see straight. And brain fog is, is the biggest one. And, and of course I'm craving everything that the body is messaging. I, I think that is, very, very important. So what, um, what are the symptoms of adrenal fatigue? So we've talked mm-hmm. about brain fog and, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, well, there, well, fatigue, brain fog, um, yeah. again, a lack of energy. So th- for example, if someone says I do my exercise and I don't feel better after that could be an adrenal fatigue, or someone says I do my exercise and that's the only time I feel better is after that could also be a type of adrenal fatigue, but it's more commonly, I do my exercise and I don't feel better when I used to. That's an adrenal fatigue. Um, If you lay down on your pillow because you're exhausted, but then as soon as you lay down, your brain starts going at a very fast pace. Oh yeah. That is, that is an adrenal fatigue. If you wake up between two and 4am and cannot get back to sleep because your brain starts working too hard. Yeah. That's adrenal fatigue. Right. So there's a lot of different, and a high blood pressure can be adrenal fatigue. Low blood pressure can be adrenal fatigue. So it's hard to always, you know, um, 
say, oh, well, I don't have this, so I'm fine. No, that's not true. You might still be dealing with adrenal fatigue. Even um, even a yeast overgrowth could be adrenal fatigue. Um, like candida. Yeah, even that mm. could be linked in. So it just depends. It doesn't seem that relevant, but it, it, it can be the case. And so low blood pressure was one of my symptoms. Right. Do you remember when you screamed and thought I was dead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, dear. Oh, it scared me. Okay. Okay. So for you, so listeners, here's what happened. So I, she says, let me just check your blood pressure. So I lay down and I just close my eyes like, oh, perfect. I'm, I'm laying here. And the next thing you know, she, Dr. Patton just sort of cries out and says, <laughs> and calls my name and I, and it scared me. And I said, what? And you reply, oh, your pressure is so low. It must be wrong. I mean, what? <laughs> yes. Oh, so low blood pressure is something. And the other thing that I identified with was uh, the exercising because I wasn't feeling well. I mm -hmm. would want to exercise right. and then I would be more tired than I was before I exercised. Right. And so it right. took so much energy to get on my spinning bike. And then, right. so I, that was an accomplishment, but then it was very disheartening to come back to, uh, you know, after you, you, I rode my bike and then go, I am more, I'm not even energized. I'm exhausted. That's it. That's right. And, and sometimes you even have to stop your exercising during adrenal fatigue to heal the yeah. gland and then you can go back to it. Well, and I did that. I, yeah. I did that. I think it was, um, September I started exercising that's again, right. it just that's because right. I, I understood something and I, that's another component where adrenal fatigue, if it's coming because we're ignoring something, Yes. It's coming because something isn't being taken care of. And right. all of those drivers that you you believe are going to make you better actually sometimes don't contribute in the way you think they will, like exercise. And you had said to me, look, light bar or yoga or something like that. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't even do that. I was right. so tired, <laughs> you know? And um, the other thing right. we need to talk about is the rest that you asked me to do every day. Yeah, right. So okay. one hour or yeah. like, is it always one hour? Um, not always. I mean, in some cases, a person could get away with, you know, 30 minutes or they might need two hours. So it just depends on the personality, the person, the state they're in and what's possible. And in your case, for example, you probably weren't really resting it very often. Mm -hmm. And so at least mm -hmm. one hour was important, even if yeah. you weren't actually sleeping, just, just laying there. Right. And, and you know, I wasn't is important. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't resting very well because like you said, I would lay down and my brain would turn yeah. on and I'd be right. so frustrated going, I need to rest. And I, and I can't even do that. Right. It was like That's this right. weird cycle that was really frightening. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Now, it is frightening. Now can stress, um, what, um, even illness bring on adrenal fatigue or mm -hmm. certain kinds of stress? 
Sure. So again, we, um, there's been lots of studies about stress and people say for a while, people would say, I'd always hear this. Well, I need to reduce stress in my life, remove stress. Mm. And so that, that is at some level true, but at some level, not true. So in, in, for an example, if, and I've set, mentioned this to you before, but I'll mention mm. it in this setting. Yes, please. If you, if you list everything in your life that you value, on mm. one side of a, of a line and on the other side of a line list everything that stresses you. There may be very many commonalities to your list. So for example, you may value family, mm. but you also may be stressed out by your family or feel stressed. <laughs> by your family. No, nobody is. <laughs> and so whatever you, are so, you saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I picked a good one, right? Yeah, okay, you did. So, so then you might say to yourself, okay, my doctor said I need to reduce stress. So then I'm, I say, okay, well, then I need to reduce, you know, contact with my family, for example. Well, but then you're also going to reduce value if that's something you really value. So it's, it may not be about reducing stress per se, removing all the things that you actually value, because that'll make you sad eventually. Mm. It may be the case of saying, okay, I may be placing either too many things on my to-do list, or mm. I may have had too many life stressors hit me at the same time that are really depleting me, or mm. I may have an illness that hit me or a surgery or something, um, you know, some, some issue that occurs that has tipped me into this state. So how do I tip myself back out of it? And then maybe work on a few of the aspects that I can accept that aren't going to remove value from my life, but are also, but will de-stress me. So mm. it's just find, finding out what you can do about it. Very, very good. Very good. And so what would you, what is the first, um, uh, treatment? How do you, what's the first thing that you would do? Right. So if a person was in a, a more extreme state, I would almost always go for IVs first, like an intravenous treatment, like a, a, a drip, a, okay. a vitamin infusion. The reason being is that they've kind of not gone past the point of just using a supplement, but in a way the person needs a response reasonably quickly, even though an IV might not, they might not respond for a month, but that's yeah. in my opinion, reasonably quickly in this case. And so a person needs to feel like they're brain is clearing that something that they're getting some type of a, a cellular response. Now they might not totally notice it, but their cells are noticing it. Okay. And so that's almost always what I'll do in an, ex, not extreme, but in a more like, you know, a, an adrenal fatigue that's been going on for more than a year, for example. Like but since it's, 2004. <laughs> yeah. So like in your case, <laughs> that would be a perfect example. Perfect example. Say we need an IV or two or three or four. Right. And, and there's many reasons for that. One is like some of them are physiological because the body mm. just will get that nutrient that it needs right away because it's, right. it, it needs to rebuild, but also because if you can feel a little bit better than mm. quickly enough, then it, it allows you to go, okay, well maybe there's something to this condition yeah. and maybe I'll do more to help myself. Mm. And if I did a supplement first or a herbal based treatment first, mm. not always will it be strong enough for the person. So then it might not give them the hope to continue. Mm. And so it depends on the case, right? But okay. if it's something where the person, you know, they've come in and they want to test themselves for adrenal fatigue, right. but I can tell that they I already kind of can tell what they need. I'll still right. give them the medicine right away because if by the time they get back and we prove the adrenal fatigue, they may already be feeling 30% better. Then mm. we're in a really good position to solve it and get 
to the solution right in a, in a way more efficiently than had we not done that mm. so it because you almost if you have adrenal fatigue and you do something about it you almost always will feel better mm. unless you have a huge other health issue going on like a Lyme disease or you know some other major fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue or whatever it is okay then you then that's going to cloud the the recovery to some degree now is it adrenal fatigue does it happen first in most cases and then a chronic illness occurs after that like is there a way or an algorithm to it in a sense yeah. in a way yes so not always but oftentimes the adrenals just like they deplete serotonin will deplete the immune system uh, so it, it goes adrenals first then immune system and that's why you, if you treat adrenals you can't go wrong because you're helping so many other issues you're uh, preventing so many other issues so okay. it's a it's a a key key it's a key gland in my opinion now um so we've that is great i mean i like what you just said because that really helps someone understand where they should start so yes the next the next thing so where does a blood test come in so you're saying okay the very first thing you need to do is get yourself a vitamin boost mm -hmm. Now, what happens if someone says, I don't want you to do anything until you give me the blood test? Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's not an issue. And can you see adrenal fatigue in the blood test? Uh, no, you cannot. Oh. <laughs> not as easily. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, but uh, you, can, you can see versions of it in a blood test. But the gold standard for adrenals was in the past saliva, but oh. now new technology is allowing dried urine as D another way dried to Dried urine? Urine. Like yes, pee. dried urine. Yeah, <laughs> dried pee. So you pee on a stick. Well, kind of, you pee on, you pee in a cup and then you dip this absorbent pad into the cup at different times through a day and you can check the rhythm of your cortisol wow. and your DHEA and other adrenal hormones. So in the past, I used to do a spit test for people, yep. but now I have options. I can either do a spit test or dried urine. So either one, and those will give me a really good reading on their stress levels is, in terms of their adrenals, their is, stress hormones. Is one more reliable than the other? Um, not necessarily, mm. although I guess in a way, saliva is a little more reliable from the point of view of the way it's tested. Um, you catch the curve easier with the urine. Oh. If you, if the person is uh, overhydrated, if they miss the timing a little bit with the test, you'll miss a part of the results that you're looking oh, for. Okay. So it's more. Um, the saliva is more foolproof or, you know, harder to make it throw off the readings. Let's put it this way by user error or whatever you want to call it. Um, and do you need to fast for the saliva? Uh, no, you don't. Okay. No, you just, and for adrenal, the, just for the pure adrenal test for saliva, you don't even, you can just do it any day you want. Oh. If it's, if you're trying to include other hormones, then you may want to pick a certain time of the month to do it based on whatever, you know, usually it's about a week before your period kind mm. of thing. Okay. So okay. that depends on the case again, mm. male versus female time right. of life, et cetera. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think this has been very, very helpful. And I can't wait to talk to you about, you know, what kinds of supplements and how we can support the body. I think this is, um, 
the takeaways from this for me are mm-hmm. stress, understanding the power of stress in your life and writing things down, taking a look at, you know, what you're doing and how you're doing it. And also um, identifying, okay, am I coping? Am I not coping? And if you're in those positions where you're not coping and you have some of the symptoms we've mentioned, then, then it is a strong urge to go and see someone like yourself. Right. That's true. Because as I always say, if you don't take care of your adrenals before menopause or before andropause or low T, whatever you want to call it in men. Oh, okay. So women, menopause, men, low T is the new term or andropause or male menopause. If you don't deal with it before then, once you've passed that point, more than likely health issues will pop up and then you will have to deal with your health. You won't have a choice. So if you can try to deal with it earlier in life and support those glands, then you will be much better off going into your, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. Okay. Okay. Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Oh, I love talking to you. Thanks, Lori. I love it. Fun to talk to you. Very light and uplifting. I appreciate it as well. (laughs) Well, um, let's let's continue on, Um, but that will be for another another episode of this series. Sure, definitely. I really appreciate you taking the time to explain what this really is, and um, it has been a pleasure. Mine as well. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it. 